0: Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. Today we have a special treat. We are going to be doing the Entrepreneur Series. For those who don't know what Six Pennies is, first of all, it's myself, Jonathan Mock, and Timmy Chu. We each give our two cents on various topics and and discuss them, and, and that's where we get the Six Pennies. But today we're doing an Entrepreneur Series. The Entrepreneur Series is something that we've been doing now for about a year and a half. And What we do is we interview business owners, innovators, learn about their stories, and kind of go through all the challenges and pain points that they've experienced. Today's treat, we have Billy Nguyen, um, one of the founders or one of the owners of Lone Factory. How are you doing, Billy? Good, good. Thanks, Albert, for having uh,
1: having myself on here today.
0: Cool. So, Billy, let's let's just dive into it. Like, how do we know each other? I think it's been a few years now.
1: Uh, it's been uh, it's been a while, maybe. Uh, seven eight nine something like that at least Um, Through
0: basketball or what
1: through basketball yeah um yeah i'll be i'll be got this sick crossover and step back so that's how that's
0: how we know each other shout out to tasty Tales. they are one of our sponsors today um they're open from 11 to 9 from sunday to thursday and then on friday and saturdays 11 to 10. but if you're there drinking having having a good time eating and Michelle would definitely keep the place open for you guys there's Sunday fun specials Thursday Thursday specials fresh crawfish I know the New Orleans season is ending but they actually source their crawfish from California on you know low season time so check out tasty Tales and if you mention six pennies podcast you'll get 15% off your entire bill all right let's get started so Billy can you let us know like what do you do what's your day-to-day job
1: well, um, I'm here to help people f- finance their homes, and if they already have a home, then uh, I try to um, get them to refinance into a lower rate, um, you know, to help save them money. So that's, that's my primary job, is to help people get into homes, and then if they're already in a home, Let's see if there's a way to save interest on them long term.
0: Obviously, I own a home and I actually recently refinanced through you guys. But I think one thing that is disconnected for people who are in the process of buying a house or thinking about it, they just want to know like all the different players. So can you briefly just explain the difference between like a real estate agent versus a loan officer versus a mortgage company, title company? Can you just like lay out the, the land for us there?
1: Well, there's a lot of players in the uh, real estate game, right? So there's, um, first off, you probably heard of a realtor. Uh, A realtor is someone who will take you to look at homes and to educate you about the area that you want to be in. Uh, So those players are very important because they help out the local economy. Um, And then also the title agents, they're the one that um, would help with uh, closing the loan at the end Uh, They do all the title work and uh, to make sure that the property that you're buying is a, uh, um, you know, uh, there's no outstanding um, liens or anything against that. And then there's us where we help you finance the property. But there are a lot of players within that game as well, too. There's mortgage companies, mortgage brokers, uh, stuff like that. Uh, So I've been working at a mortgage company or mortgage bank for the last 14 years, but uh, recently I've decided to uh, have my own franchise uh, called Loan Factory. So we are a mortgage broker, so what we do as a mortgage broker is to shop around different lenders. We actually have access to 40 different types of lenders, uh, and then we shop around for the best deal. So our job is to find the best deal for the customer. Best deal is in
0: lowest rate, lowest fees, and then uh, we'll go, go on from there. So you mentioned that you were, I guess, doing it for a bank for 14 years. Uh, uh, What made you decide to just jump from that situation and and do something on your own? Well, I felt like uh, I can help more people uh, starting on my own, uh, number one,
1: because I felt like I was getting too big for the bank to help support me and my clients. Uh, What I mean about that is... When I jumped into the broker world, I deal with wholesale lenders, so our rates and fees are going to be lower than if I was working at a retail place. So at the at the retail place, they gave me um, you know they gave me security, but as far as that, um, I like to be in my own now because now I can lead and manage my own team and set my own profit margin really low to help our customers and pass our savings on to the customers. I felt like after 14 years I need to do something for myself instead of making companies richer. I felt like I need to invest in my own self and
0: and do something better for me, my family and our customers. Yeah, that's that's a common thread that we've had with other um, people here on the Entrepreneur Series. They just want to become their own boss and kind of control their own destiny. With that being said. Um, What are some of the challenges that you've kind of faced already with Lone Factory? Um,
1: Well, we started in May. So one of the biggest challenges is to uh, grow within, meaning getting staff and getting them properly trained. So in the past few months, um, I've I've seen great progressions with my my staff. So uh, we now have six bilingual assistants. They all speak Vietnamese. They can all write. They can read vietnamese so it, it helps out with my clientele because 90 mo- percent of our customers are asian and a lot of them are are you know vietnamese that they need help when the biggest challenge would probably be training the staff and uh, having them grow into my expectation so because we have
0: we have a lot of moving parts and in- so let's I, actually let's take a couple steps back let's go back 14 years ago what made you even go into this space in this industry Uh, Was it something you learned in school? What did you even major in school? And why did you decide to get into, you know, this space? Uh, Well, in 2005, I graduated
1: uh, in Florida, University of Central Florida with finance degree. So, but I knew I was moving back to Texas to be with my mom and my sister. Uh, And then, you know, that's the first thing I did was to uh, find a job, a finance job, and uh, it was to become a loan officer. So it just happened to be... (laughs) <laughs> it just happened to be um, the one thing, and then now I'm stuck with it after 14 years. Can you speak about the process to become a loan officer? Well, um, you just have to get your license and train and, and all that. But anyone can get a license, right? But not everyone have the experience and the knowledge on how to set up the loan correctly. But yeah, you just have to take your course and take your license. So it might... Uh, might take a couple months to get your license, I'm not sure. It's self-paced, usually.
0: So now, you know, after 14 years, and now you're going to do your own thing, or basically you have your own franchise and loan factory, do you see yourself doing it for another 14, 20, 25 years? Like, what's your end goal in this particular space? Oh, yeah, I plan on it. I plan on uh, growing this, growing
1: this and to make sure that this is the brand for DFW. So I'm the franchise owner for the DFW area, um, Dallas-Fort Worth. So I want to make sure that everyone knows about Loan Factory because we set our profit margin really low so that um, we get our name out there. You know, So that's the first thing you hear about is, oh, great rates, low fees, Loan Factory. So our goal is not to make a bunch of money per loan. Our goal is to make a lot of loans and, um, and help customers that way.
0: Cool, cool. So let's, uh, I guess, take a, take a quick break here and give a shout out to Avion Realty, one of our sponsors. They sponsored this podcast and they've done so for about a year now. If you're a real estate agent located in Houston or Dallas or thinking about becoming a real estate agent, look at Avion Realty to provide you the support and infrastructure you need to become a successful agent avion also offers a 100 commission plan just by joining avion realty you will be given one-on-one performance coaching all the tools at your disposal to be able to work remotely or if you want to go into the office and a great team of mentors with experienced brokers and and agents that can help you out Um, ways that you can contact them check out their website it's completely revamped rebuilt. It's avionrealty.com. That's A-V-I-G-N-O-N realty.com. Check out their Facebook page or actually call Van Den directly at 469-951-3585. That's 469-951-3585. And if you mention Six Pennies Podcast, the first month's brokerage fee with Avion Realty will be waived. No questions asked. All right, let's get back to, I guess, a little more about Billy and, and his life and what he does for a living, but also like the way he can balance life and work. I mean, you just have a newborn, I guess, nine months now, 10 months? 10 months. 10 yeah. months. Like, how do you juggle between, you know, being a franchise owner and being obviously really busy with the market? Where is at right now? But also being a husband and a father and a family man.
1: Well, uh, that's the one thing I struggle with is the um, time spending with, uh, loved ones and also staying committed to your business right so uh, I normally work work all days um, all seven days and all hours really so whenever the baby's asleep that's that's the best time to work at night <laughs> you know so like last night, I was working till 1 a.m. just trying to get stuff done and trying to uh, close loans earlier on time uh, but um, you know I've been very lucky I have a very supportive wife um, my mom lives with us so she helps take care of the baby Uh, So I'm in a good position to be successful because of them.
0: Last time I saw you, you had just gotten back from vacation and you told me you were basically just on the phone the whole time. Just closing deals or getting deals started. So um, I know, you know, your wife is super supportive. But does that, you know, weigh on you guys in terms of just like enjoying life, family, spending quality time versus just work? Um,
1: Well, she doesn't like it when I'm always on the phone on vacation. So, but, uh, you know. You always got to be working, Uh, especially if you're starting your own thing. You always got to be working. Right now, technology is everything. As long as I have internet, you know, I can always help customers, right? Uh, But um, the main thing is trying to find that balance because um, you want to also not neglect your family in the process of doing your own thing too. But uh, luckily, they're very supportive. Uh, My wife is very, very supportive. But um, other than that, I think that... um, you have to find a way to balance it because work is always going to be there. Uh, Family is always, always going to be there too. Um, you just got to pick and choose what you can do
0: to uh, satisfy all parties. <laughs> yeah. So let's. I guess let's take a deeper dive, and I'm sorry if I'm harping on this point too much, but can you, Billy, really just go through just your schedule on average? What does your day look like? Um, I know obviously each day may be different depending on how busy you are, what type of clientele is coming in, but can you just... On a typical average day, what, when do you wake up? When do you start working? Because you are a franchise owner. So again, this is the entrepreneur series and we want to give people a little insight into how much work is actually being done. My day-to-day, I
1: probably wake up around 8.30 or so, uh, play with the baby a little bit, get ready for work, go to the office. Uh, and from that point on, from nine or so until 6 p.m. the phone my phone just goes nonstop it's just blowing up nonstop text messages emails phones um, that's on a normal day and then uh, when I get home play with the baby eat dinner hang out with the family next thing you know it's like 9 p.m. and then that's when I go back into the office my off my home office to work um, so midnight one, a, 1 a.m. sometimes so and then go to sleep. <laughs> That's that's probably Monday to Friday. Saturday and Sunday, it's not as bad, but phones, emails, texts, all that still still goes on during the day on Saturday and Sundays. Because usually, uh, most of my clients are um, uh, self-employed Asian customers, so they don't have time until it's like weird hours. Like after 9 or after 10 p.m. at night when they get home from work or Saturday and Sunday. So there's... Uh, I don't really have any boundaries, so people call me all the time, which I don't mind. You know, Uh, I want to be able to take care of my customers.
0: Okay, so you briefly alluded to earlier about you know what your goal, your ultimate goal is for Loan Factory. You talked about you know lower margins and just increase the volume of deals. Um, But what what else about Loan Factory is different compared to other you know brokerage firms or mortgage companies?
1: Well our technology is pretty, pretty up there, I mean I, I like our website, uh, you can always have real time quotes on there as long as you put in the correct information, you know, um, estimated sales price, estimated loan amount, your estimated credit score, what you see in the website is what you're going to get. And a lot of places don't do that, you know, a lot of places will ask you to call in to give a rate quote because they're not proud to maybe advertise their rates online. So for us, we're proud of our rates. So that's why you can just go to our loanfactory.com website, and uh, if you're buying a house right now, just go in there, put in your estimated sales price, estimated loan amount, estimated um, FICO score, and we'll spit out the uh, the rate for you, um, and it's it's accurate. We're we're right when you are. So just go check out the
0: website for real time rates. So like ease of use, and that's really makes it easy for the the person buying the home or refinancing. That's great. So if you were to give people who are thinking about quitting their jobs and going into, you know, doing something on their own, whether it's the loan industry or not, um, what kind of advice do you give to them? Because I know we've all dealt with, you know, those thoughts about I don't want to work for the man, but I don't know if I could do it on my own. So what are some uh, good pointers that you can give?
1: Man, if you're in your 20s, uh, I would say just jump in and do your own thing sooner the better. I mean, obviously, it's never too late to do your own thing, but if you're in your 20s with um, little obligations, little responsibilities from, you know, from family and, and stuff like that, uh, jump in and do your own thing as soon as possible if you can, if if that's your goal, of course. But um, otherwise, you can just take the, the route that I took, kind of, you know, do the safe, safe thing for a while, and then eventually when you're kind of sick of working for the man, you kind of want to be your own man, right? But I wish I had done this sooner when I was in in my 20s. But, of course, I didn't have enough experience back then, too. If you know that you want to do something for yourself, I would say just go ahead and jump in and do it and take a chance while you're young, right? Because uh, it's harder to do that when you have family
0: and kids and, and all that later because so many people will depend on you. And if, uh, you know, there are people who want to to jump into that loan or brokerage space, how do they contact you? How do they get a hold of you? What are what are the best ways there?
1: Uh, you can always email me Billy at loanfactory.com or call or text me. Uh, like I mentioned before, I'm always available. Four six nine five eight five four four nine eight, and I'll give you advice. You know, I've um, I've given many many people advice before on how to get into the the business, and um, I won't. I don't mind helping helping a young young person out you know because at at one point
0: I was I was that person I needed help and support that that's a good segue into my next question before we dive into like something more fun and and relaxing but in this space because um or this business do you see it like is there really high competition do you see people kind of like backstab each other do you see people not really help out each other because I mean that, that was really nice of you to offer your information and even your phone number to those who have questions but have you seen people on the other, set, other end uh, Yes, yeah, I mean just like anything in business it's a competitive
1: uh, advantage what do you have as a competitive advantage compared to your competitors I, I don't mind helping people out and um, it's, it's always good to have competition too because it, it forces you to be sharp it forces you to be better and not just settle. So competition, I think, is good. And uh, competitors, we have many of competitors. But once people go to our website and check out our rates, I mean, there's no competition after that.
0: You don't have to name any names, but can you talk about a moment or one example of when you felt really wronged by someone in the industry?
1: I'm sure, I'm sure there's opportunities for, for people to wrong each other, but I don't,
0: I don't remember one specific case. All right, um, let's let's get into like just quick fire questions. A lot more formal, uh, informal, laid back, fun. So, are you a beer guy or a liquor guy? Liquor. What is your li- liquor of choice? Oh, um, you know, I do love my cognac. You
1: know, <laughs> little Hennessy, Hennessy XO stuff like that. Do you bring that to all your closings?
0: No, no, <laughs> we <laughs> no uh, only only afterwards. Gotcha. Only afterwards. And uh, you said you went to school in Florida, so you, do you consider your, yourself like a, you said Central Florida? Do yeah. You, do you know follow I know. their sports really closely? Not not too much. Not too much. Okay. Uh, I follow pro sports more. So you're Dallas through and through? Oh yeah. What oh you, yeah. How do you feel about the upcoming Cowboys season coming up? Every time they have high expectations, they don't do well, but then every year
1: when they don't have any expectations at all, they suddenly make it to the playoffs, but uh, this year they have. High, high expectations. So, I don't know. I'm scared. Yeah. Um, especially with the salary cap, man. They, they have some people they got to pay. So, once they get paid, what happens to all the other great players mm-hmm. like on defense or offense that
0: they need their cut too, you know? So, do you consider yourself more of a Cowboys fan or a Mavic fan? Like, which championship would mean more to you? Uh,
1: when I was younger, the Cowboys was, uh, was the thing for me. Um, but as I've grown older and um, followed Dirk and uh, the Mavericks more, um, yeah, the 2011 championship was, which much, was much sweeter for me than the 92, 93, 95 Cowboys or whatever. Because uh, I was younger back then, so I didn't, appreci- I didn't know how to appreciate them as much. But when the Mavericks won the 2011 championship, that, that, that was sweet. That cool. was sweet.
0: And final question, what is your go-to move on the basketball court? Um, go-to move, well,
1: I, I, need, I, need a, uh, I need a secondary person to, <laughs> you know, like a good point guard who will pass the ball right when I turn off on the, the screen on a three-point line. So I would need a good point guard like Albie who will see me coming off the screen, pass the ball to me before I even make my break,
0: catch it, and let it fly. That's, that's my go-to move. Cool, well, thank you guys. Thank you, Billy, for joining. Um, Everybody, go check out loanfactory.com. Even if you're not buying a house, you might see an opportunity, whether it's refinancing, cash out, whatever the case may be, go to their website and just, if you have any questions, um, reach out. But like Billy said, all their rates are there, advertised right there on the internet. Thank you for joining Six Pennies Podcast. Thank you for joining the Entrepreneur Series. Please check, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, TuneIn, Instagram, LinkedIn. Everything that you can think of, we're on there. Check us out. Give us five-star reviews. Thanks, guys. Thanks.